You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Basa Gordon here and of course we are doing another interview like I told you all month I've been giving you guys a lot of interviews and I hope that you've really been enjoying it now while I was at Trap Kitchen I was able to see a uh, super talented artist by the name of Asia perform and when Asia hit the stage I was like oh no I definitely got to get an interview in here okay so as soon as we jump into this intro coming up next we will have Asia pull up on us all right let's go Alrighty. Hey, Asia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. So look, like I was saying, you know, like as someone from Seattle, I just happened to be over in Portland for Trap Kitchen Weekend. And when I was in the crowd, believe it or not, and this is like this is how I knew I had to get up on that stage and like really check out your performance. I'm minding my business, trying to, you know, get my little phone footage from my IG reel and my TikTok. And then they found out that you were coming on stage, right? Uh And these girls come from out of nowhere. One, like, knocks me in the shoulder. Another one, like, barricades through the crowd. And they were like, oh, my God, she's going on. I was like, okay, let me go here. As soon as the music hit, everybody just instantly knew your music. They knew the vibe. And they were just, like, on point and I was like okay well let me let me make sure I that was when like later on I went in the back I was able to meet you I was able to eat your, meet your manager LB because I was like I need this contact info because obviously Asia is about to be fired at some point because everybody knew your music that was the best part for me that was my first show out there too so that was the and best see, part I heard that either you weren't going to go on stage or it was that you weren't going to do that many songs on stage because it was your first time coming. What? That's what I didn't hear either or. That's what they <laughs> were saying on stage, child. They was like, oh, yeah, she wasn't even going to perform when she was only going to do a couple songs. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, you know what? Probably because I got added on to the lineup late. Mm, mm. You know, so that would make sense. Like, I got added on to the lineup probably about, like, a month before the show or three weeks before the show. So, like, the timing was kind of like... Yeah, the timing was crazy. But, yeah, I flew in. um, I flew to Seattle, and then I drove from Seattle to Portland the day before to make sure I was on time and everything. Oh, you drove from Seattle to Portland? Yeah, because we had a a three-hour layover, and we was like, let's just go sightseeing. So, yeah, you know, my little brother, he's obsessed with, like, Twilight and all that. So, we, we drove, and we just started catching, you know, different views, and it was dope. I love it. Well, shoot, at least you didn't have to drive through this snow. I know you said you should have came up here, but uh, this is not where you want to drive when it's snowing. No, nah, I don't want to drive through this snow. We got a lot of hills. We got a lot of people that aren't even from here. So it's just, it's a mess on the streets right now. I've never really been in snow, so I don't think I could really, like, drive Oh, yeah, because you're in Cali, so, like, you guys don't get snow out there. Yeah. So it's like, unless you Only travel. like, in, like, yeah. Big Bear, which is, like, an hour away, which I'm about to go out there. Like, it's, like, two hours away. We get snow over there, like, in the valley. I love it. Okay, so, okay, you've never performed in Portland before, yet somehow, some way, all of them people knew your music. What did that feel like for you? You know, honestly, I was in a funk before I got to Portland, and uh, after that, it was just, like, a confirmation for me to, like, keep going. You know, like, I feel like my music could be bigger than me just being in the L.A. bubble. 
Mm-hmm. So when they knew the words, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go hit, you know, state after state after state. And it helped me um, work on my performance. Like I told my managers, I said, this time I want to talk to the crowd. I want to introduce myself. I want to make it feel more intimate. And we did that and they, they rocked out and I appreciate it. Dude, there was like points where you barely even had to sing the music. Like they knew <laughs> it. Like even uh, Curtis Delgado, who was with me from Converge, he was like, dude, I heard that song where it's like, my name, my name. he was like, I was like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> he heard, like the sound check and dropped everything. It was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I think a lot of people know the song, but they don't know the girl behind the song. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because the, the, the song blew up out of my control. So when it was blowing up and... Or no, it didn't blow up on TikTok. It just blew up like in general. This is before TikTok. And I feel like at the time, you know, I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know that I was supposed to go put a radio campaign behind that. So you get what I'm saying? It just blew up like on its own. So uh, like we did our video, we did the remix with Shorty Shorty and Kaylin. And that was around the time I was able to take control of that song. Like, OK, this song is actually blowing up. Yeah. Let me do this remix. Let me do this. <laughs> And now it's like a whole vibe. Like you, like there people are like, I heard the beat and I knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, they every show I do, like I swear they literally hear that, which is in the beat, and then they they know what song it is. And that that's the craziest part to me. Yeah, so now I'm just working on getting them to know like my other songs as well, which I feel I did that in Portland. It was important for me to introduce the songs to them. Now, what's your favorite part about like interacting with your fans? Because would you would you say that like all of your fans are like the Portland ones? Because I'm not going to front as someone that's from Seattle. I go to Portland and I feel like the Portland vibe is different than our Seattle vibe. OK, OK. Like um, the people out in Portland, they're like so much more personable, but they're like so chill. Like, I love your music. I'm a fan of you and I'm going to let you know that I'm a fan of you, but I'm not going to try to like pull you into the crowd. <laughs> Somebody Although you did almost me. get pulled into the crowd. <laughs> This guy, I was holding his hand and he wouldn't let go. And I was just like, all right. <laughs> right. You got ambushed but, uh, from the stage. Not yet. And it's just, a, man, I'm still on the high from that. But I feel like my fan base is definitely, like, I, I feel like my top 10 uh, states or whatever would be, like, Portland. And then I see, like, in my, when I look on Apple and I see, like, my top, I think it's top five. Seattle is always bumping in and out of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't did a show in Seattle yet, but I know I feel like when I do a show in Seattle, I feel like I'll be able to pull in a good crowd. You know? Yeah. You know, Seattle is one of those things where it's like you don't really know who's listening to what. And then an artist will come and I'm like, you're here too. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of a sudden it's packed out. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a gumbo pot. You don't really know what you're going to get over here. You know what okay. I mean? Crab leg, chicken leg. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> so, okay. They call you the Princess of Compton. Oh, yeah. How did you actually get into music to where you're even being called the Princess of Compton now? Uh, it started out in like my, the area I grew up in, which was the Remington Arms, is uh, these apartments in Compton, and they they started calling me like the Princess of the Arms because I always been like everybody <clears throat> like little sister. Mm-hmm. I always been with the boys. I always been a tomboy, just hanging around. So when I started doing music, uh, my brother had went to jail, and when he went to jail, I made a song called the Warm Up, which like I kind of reflected on me and his relationship, and like it was like more of a a, a storytelling song and uh, it blew up like in my area where I was in company, like that specific area. And I was like, oh man, you could be something. You, you the princess of the arms right now. So then when I came with time for it, 
which was like my second real song. Uh, they uh, when I came with time for my second real song, they started calling me the Princess of Compton. Now, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure having that title, or do you just feel like, man, this is just my life; it fits? Um, it was pressure only because of how I look. Like people, and and also like the other female rappers. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. The other female rappers, I feel like when people heard Princess of Compton, people kind of took it as like a cocky thing or like a, oh, you think you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm I'm the queen of, comp-, you know, and it, for me, it was never like that. It was more so about like, let me sh- let these people know, look, I'm from Compton. Like, that's why I took the princess part. I didn't go, oh, I'm the queen of Compton or anything like that. I, I'm over everybody. It was just more so like it was given to me and I rocked with it to let people know this is an identity for me. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I give back to my community a lot. So when people hear like the Princess of Compton, I kind of want them to think of like somebody that's that's giving back though at the same time. What you are know, some of the things that you have given back recently? Um, recently, I just did a, a toy drive at the Compton Airport with uh, nice. my boy RGE. But I've been doing my own thing before that. Me and my brother Maz, we do this thing where we do like a back to school drive, a Thanksgiving drive. It became like a yearly thing for us, but we have like uh, at the park in Compton, we have like, it kind of looked like a carnival. Mm. Like it's it's jumpers, but it's a basketball jumper. It's a, I had, we had the basketball players from Houston, Texas come, the Houston Rockets come, like three of them come and meet some of the kids. And then we got some footballs from the Raiders signed and was giving it out. We give out bikes. I just like to have the kids know that somebody is coming back and like, I was your age before, you know, I wish somebody would have did this for us even though my parents took care of us, but it's like, you know, when you have somebody that's supposed to be a celebrity and they come and they visit you often and they give it back to you, it it feels like it hit here. So I don't know. I just always had a thing for the community, even like with the homeless. Like I always had a thing for that. I love that. And you know, it's like, I feel like people in the community, it's one thing for you to be a celebrity in your city, but it's another thing for you to be a celebrity but also give back to the community and they feel that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that just creates longevity and trust within your community rather than just like, oh yeah, I have a lot of followers and I'm popular. See you at yeah. the concert. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, I, yeah, I just get, conf- you know, because people now, I feel like some people do it just for the look mm. and I don't want that to get confused. So that's why I try to make sure I stay consistent. But honestly, when the pandemic hit, I feel like we, we took our break, but we back. You know, I got another uh, toy drive coming up in Compton. I got two toy drives in December, so make sure y'all keep an eye out for that, too. Oh, nice. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, how did you get into acting? Because i seen that you did something with uh, Nick Cannon on Netflix. Yeah, um, I didn't get into acting with Nick Cannon, but we did. Uh, I did the soundtrack for his movie, She Ball. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but me and my team been talking about getting me an acting coach because me, I'm I'm like a, how Ice Cube was when he was writing Friday. Like, I write my videos and I like to have, like, a storyline. So we looking at it like, let's start doing short films. Let's start getting into the acting bag. I love that. Would you ever do, like, a full-on visual album since you already do that? Oh, yeah. I, I had ideas of doing, like, a coloring book or uh, a short film for Miss Cause Volume Two. We working on a short film for that now, but I definitely want to do like every song makes sense to this short yeah. film. Yeah, kind of like a like I've yet to see someone do like another version of what Beyonce does outside of R and B. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like that would be so fire. Like when you just add those visuals to it, especially someone like yourself, you already know how to do it. Like yeah. options are endless. No facts. It's endless. you got. It's all about what's in here. 
the creativity. So if you had anyone that you really wanted to work with right now, who would it be? Right now, I really want to work with Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Like, I really, really want to work with Jasmine Sullivan. Like, she is just amazing. Like, the voice. And uh, as far as rap, uh, who who would I say? I think Lil Baby. Yeah. Lil Baby. I want to do something with Lil Baby. Like, I want to do some of his hooks. Uh, and who else? Who else? It's, it's one more that I always think about. Right now, for the West Coast, I want to work with Savi Third. Okay. That would yeah. be lit. Yeah. I like the stuff he be talking about. So let me ask you this: Where where does Asia get her style from? Probably my dad and my mom, both of them. My dad always been the the, the fly guy, you know. Yeah. Always he always got cars and like turned them out PS four like PS two in the car, you know, stuff like that. So we always had a reputation of just just doing stuff. Like my dad is the type to go buy dirt bikes for all the kids in mm-hmm. the, uh, our area. So oh, wow. I kind of get my flyness from that. Not not drip wise, but just like up here, how I think. But yeah, drip drip wise, my little brother. What? My little brother, like I, I never met a kid like him. Like he is so into like putting stuff. To, like he be like, no, nah, you can't wear that. He's obsessed with clothes. Like he got all the designer shoes and the shirts. He just is different, <laughs> and he only fifteen. I freaking love it. You know, this new generation, like they're they're a whole they're different crazy. vibe of their own. Like, I don't know what happened to my generation, but this generation is real free. I'll say that much. I couldn't imagine going to high school in this generation. Like I don't I you know, my generation, it was hard enough to make sure that we had all the vans and Jordans. I don't know yeah. what they're doing with all these Balenciaga bags at age fourteen what? and he, have, he took have my Louis Vuitton bag. bags. <laughs> He took Louis my Louis Vuitton bag and wore it to school because he, he spilled some stuff in his bag, so I let him wear it. But now he won't give it back. I'm like, okay, he too dripped down. <laughs> there was this one girl on uh, TikTok that was talking about how her little sister and how in school, she's like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, you guys have to have this. And if you don't have that, you have to have like 12 Teflar bags. She goes, why does my little sister at the age of 15 have a bigger <laughs> and more expensive Louis Vuitton bag than me? <laughs> Like, where did this little girl get this money she goes i know she didn't buy it. and don't have no job but just be having it but be know. dripped out from head to toe yeah we spoiled them i feel like you know we we just so family oriented and we try to stay together so anything he need we all make sure he get it but it's yeah. like now you fly it in me <laughs> Come on. How that work? He's like, look, it's not mad at me. Don't be mad at me because I know how to put it all together. Okay, I know how to <laughs> make to it. Put work. it on. <laughs> now, okay, when you go in the studio, like, what do you need to get you in the right mindset, or do you write before you get there? I used to write before I get there. I'm actually getting back into that, but I got the studio at my crib now, so I record here. But before, what I would look for is just peace. Like, I'm not the type that I can't have a lot of people in there. Sometimes I can if we doing some turned up or like I'm just chilling. But for the most part, I like to just have just chill. Like I might have two people in there. We might be smoking and chilling and listening to beats. And yeah. we always have something on the TV, but we have it muted. You know, we just like to look at stuff and just vibe out. I just look for good vibes. So if I could get good vibes and good beats, we we walking out of here with a Grammy. Like, right for days. You know? <laughs> We're going to get that, you know, but it's all about the vibe. That's fair. That's fair. Now, let me ask you this. You eat meat, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
sometimes. <laughs> I do, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to get out of it. I do. So, okay, I heard, not even I heard, it's on the FDA website. They have approved lab-made meat. Are you helping me get away from all that? <laughs> they have approved lab-made meat for human consumption. And at first I was asking people if, you know, if they were going to try it. I think the real question that I need to ask people now is, do you think that they've been testing this out on us this whole time? And we just didn't know that we were eating lab-made meat. I was just going to say that I feel like we've been eating lab-made meat, but we oblivious to it, but we've mm-hmm. been eating it. Like, I feel like when you go to McDonald's and all these companies, you got to think, like, that don't look like the chicken you make at home, you know? So it's already in the lab. Have you ever lifted the burger bun at McDonald's? It's like... No. <laughs> I lifted it one time and I was like, you know what? What about the McRib? Like, come on. That I right don't... There, that that piece of mystery flab, okay, I can even say mystery <laughs> meat. That is mystery flab. I don't know what that is. You know, but you got to see, They, I feel like they're just putting everything in our face now. Like, uh, I know you've seen the eggs, how they make the, they make an egg, but it's not really from the chicken. Have you seen that? No. Oh, I got to send that to you. When we get up here, I'm going to send it to you. It's an egg, and it's not, it's, it's man-made, a man-made egg. But it ends up growing, and it looked like a, like excuse my language, it looked like a cracked out chicken. Like, you know, <laughs> you never see. You know it. what? Yeah, we're out of the look into that. But then they also apparently they like t- they'll take meat scraps and put it together with what's called like meat glue. It's like a powder that they mix it up with. And then, like, they, they can put together a whole, like, filet, you know, McDonald's or whatever you call it. And you wouldn't even know that it was, <laughs> that it was like, packed together like that. And I've seen, like, these guys, like, they tried it. They cooked it up. You look at it. It looks the same. Then, like, you cook it. You <laughs> cut it up. And it looks the same. But it's, like. It's not. <laughs> but, see, but that's why I'm trying to get into more, even, like, a. Cause I feel like I could go without meat. Cause I could eat cheese pizza. I could eat like the like stuff minus the meat. Thanksgiving, I could not eat the meat. I could eat the sides. Like that's meat. But I feel like I love fried chicken. I love hot wings too much and steak. But so you got people that do the mushrooms, right? Where they make the yep. mushrooms look like steak. And it's like I'm scared of that. But it's like I'm not. I wasn't too scared to eat McDonald's. You get what I'm saying? So I'm kind of trying to train my <laughs> mind to be like. Just ignore the texture, like vegetable, but you'll eat the mystery meat, right? Because you know, like the tofu. I'm so scared of veggie hot dogs. Like I'm terrified of veggie hot dogs. But you'll eat the hot dog. But I'll eat the hot dog, and it's like I gotta get out that, get that out my mind. Yeah, I'm trying. I just can't do because I'm like still like, what is this? It's because it's all squishy and it's weird. It's the texture. I don't like the squishy. It's it's the texture of like the vegan and the vegetarian meats and stuff. Like I don't. I don't like the texture of it, but I'm also not feeling this lab made meat thing either. I don't really know about that. Um, Do you have any like festivals that you know are coming up that you want to be a part of or are a part of? Um, You know, I was real hurt when I found out I wasn't a part of Rolling Loud, but LA, because I did the last two, but um, that was the only festival like I, 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 I've I been talking about since the beginning of the year. Like, I want to make sure I'm on Rolling Loud. Like, I want to keep being a part of it. So that was the only one I could say. But uh, that was just like a fuel for me. Like I said, when I went to Portland, it was like, ah, you got this. Like, 
None of that stuff matters. Like, you got this, you know. So right now, instead of festivals, my goal right now is to go to different states mm. and put on the show. So you're like basically going to plan like a tour or? Yeah, so I got some tours coming up. Um, I can't say with who, but it is an artist from the West Coast, a big name. Um, I'm supposed to be going on tour with him. I think we're trying to get the dates right now, but like February. And also I'm putting together my own show. Um, I'm putting together an experience for my fans in January where we're going to have like an outdoor event and I'm going to perform later on, but I'm going to still walk around and chill with everybody. We're going to have our ice sculptures up. We're going to have a bar. We're going to have like games. Uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to. And then I'm working on Asia and Friends Part 2 in uh, March, March Come 10th. On, part two. Yeah, Part 2. Because I did my first concert last year. So I'm doing my uh, Part 2 this year. I mean, next year. That's crazy. And like, and I just feel like so many artists like so wait a minute. You did your first concert in the midst of COVID? Yeah. How Last was that? Year, it was hard. It was so stressful. But, we, you know, we 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 missed selling out by like 15% because everybody oh. had a problem with the vaccination card. Mm-hmm. So it was so hard uh, because of the vaccination card. So, you know, we got people in, but it was like, man, it was, I don't never want to deal with that again. Like, it was so hard. For that to be my first show, it almost discouraged me, but it didn't because the outcome was so great. Yeah. But it almost discouraged me, but now I'm back again for part two, and I'm like, please, COVID, just... We might not even have to worry about COVID. Did you hear that they found a zombie virus in the ice? Please, because I'm scared of this. (laughs) And they, they apparently... Whoever back in the day froze it for a reason. <laughs> These it's like the stuff we see on the movie. Now they have a, literally a zombie virus. And I'm just like, why y'all keep playing? With... What is the reason? Why I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> like, I just, you could have left that in the ice. The ice was already melting. Ice caps yeah. are already melting. Y'all done went over there and purposely messed with it. And now you're like, hey guys, we found a zombie virus. I feel like, man, do y'all want this? Do y'all want to experiment with life? Like, I've I seen it on Twitter, but into it because I'm so scared of that type of stuff, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it might not nothing is far fetched no more. Nothing is far fetched yeah, no more. So that's why it's scary now. It's like, dang, nothing is far-fetched. Like, this could happen. Like, anything is possible these days. Like, literally. Uh, and that's scary. So we're going to do something I like to call not, not nine random. Six randoms with Besa. Uh-huh. What is your favorite local-owned restaurant in Compton? Louisiana Fried Chicken. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'm about to check that out. My dad's from Louisiana. Okay, okay. Ooh. Um... What is your favorite place to travel to when you're not working? Uh, Miami and Atlanta. Why do you what do you like most about uh Atlanta? I just love the 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 how what is that called? Like I love how it makes you feel at home. Like mm. they cater to you out there and it's just like a good feeling out there. I've just always been the type because I've been I've been animated my whole life, so I always watch movies, right? So I like to go to New York and go and be like, oh, that's like the movies. For Atlanta, I always want to go because I want to feel that Southern feel. I want mm-hmm. to try the food. And when I went, we stayed in Marietta, so we had like this big old house. I had my family in there. We had a chef come through, and then the backyard was the woods. 
Oh wow! So it was different for us, you know, coming from Compton. That's different. We don't see that type of stuff. You guys don't have like yards like that. No, and you know, out there they got basements. We don't have a lot of trees. Like in, even uh, Portland oh. and Seattle, it's so many trees. True, you guys got trees, but it's like spaced out. Like it's not like that. That makes sense. Okay, um, if you could do any other genre of music, what would it be? Aside from uh, like hip hop or hip hop and R and B. Mm-hmm. Pop, and honestly, I feel like I could do country. Like I can't sound country, but I could connect with a country artist because they be talking they vibe, you know. They be talking they met, you know. They be talking that stuff. They talk about heartbreak. They talk about the real stuff. It's just different from what we used to. But yeah. Uh okay. Nas or Jay Z. That's hard because I'm a huge. I, I miss a Nas too. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Jay Z. I love Nas too. Like I love Nas, but Jay Z. Um, I feel like, come on, Jay Z. You know he on a different status. Like he separated himself from music in a way, and he did it late. Mm-hmm. So he give hope to people that you know later in the age and still want to you know do stuff. Everybody say, oh look what Jay Z did. You gotta think about that. He's just a different ball game for me. That's true. Uh, yeah. One misconception of Compton. Um, I want to say the gang banging and stuff, but it is true, you know, to a certain extent. Like, I feel like some people, I met people that be like, oh, you're from Compton? And I'm scared to go there. And it's like, I'm never, you know, I'm immune to it, so I don't know what you see. Like you your know? experience. The violence is everywhere, but I feel like Compton... People compare it to LA and it's so different because Compton is more like the Southern to me. Mm, like really? when I go to Atlanta, we be like, oh, this reminds us of Compton because Compton, you're going to see like horses walking around. You're going to see the chickens. You're going to see the roosters. And you're going to see like the little mini mart and it's just filled, you know, if that makes I'm sense. I'm there. I, I didn't expect you to say the horses. That Yeah, that's a lot. We grew <laughs> up with horses. Horses walking wow. around. You see horses all day. People riding the horses though. Yeah, oh, yeah I have to come down there and check it out. <laughs> it's a I lot of farms. In, it's a lot of farms in Compton. A lot of farms in Compton. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, what would Asia tell her thirteen-year-old self? Well, I would have gave myself a kickstart of what I wanted to do in my life. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I would have put a plan together because all my life, I never really, I was into everything. Like, I'm one of them kids that was like, oh, I want to play football, I'll go play and then stop. Or oh, I want to do this and I'll stop. I want to play baseball. Like, I always did that. So I always was like a loss or late bloomer. I would tell myself to turn my poetry and stuff right in, into music early on. I love that. Okay, well, shoot. I want to thank you for talking with me. LB said that you had a really, really late studio session last night. So I'm happy that you were able to make some time to chat with me. Dude, when you come back to Seattle or whenever you go to Portland, you need to let me know so I can pull up. Okay. Yeah, put me on some food spot. Five hours away. Um, do you like Thai food? Yeah, I love Thai food. So there's a spot in Portland called Peacock Thai. Thank me later. <laughs> I got you. I'm a TikTok. Let me tell you something. I like spicy Thai food, but I ordered it without spice and it was still fire. And I was like, ah. it was hidden. All right. <sighs> okay. I see you in Portland with the Thai food. So, yeah, that is my 
Portland a recommendation for food. Um, but yo, what do you have coming up next real quick? Um, I'm about to drop a fire song. You're going to be the first to know. I'm going to drop a fire song with Blue Books Clan. That's going to be my next single coming out. Um, I got another tape coming. But just stay tuned. You know, I'm just, I'm working. I'm working on some new content that's going to be consistent for the fans to get an insight of what we do every day. Uh, and that's really it right now. We just, I'm already in 2023 right now. Awesome. Well, I love it. Now, of course, you guys, I definitely want to thank Asia for sitting down and chatting with us all the way down in Compton and me being up here in Seattle where it's a little snowy, but it's okay. Apparently, it's cold down in California, too. So it, it all evens <laughs> out. <laughs> right, I'm um, of course, until next time, everybody, I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, keep that energy high. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.